Welcome back to the Make It Count podcast. I'm Marcus Muir, founder of Muir Group CPAs and the Total Control Accounting System. And I'm Tyler Warner, small business owner with a lot of accounting questions. All right, Tyler. Today we're talking everybody's favorite legal entity, the LLC. That's right. Which, uh, if you think about it, it's kind of like, like I was telling you earlier before we got on, it's like everybody throws around that term kind of like a write-off, you know? It's sure. Like, like the Seinfeld episode when they say, <laughs> you just write it off. And they're like, do you even know what a write-off is? I kind of feel like LLCs are like that. Right. Like, I'll, on one hand, I love when people say, like, I'm getting organized, I'm forming an LLC, but it, <laughs> sometimes I want to go, well, do you even know what an LLC is? Yeah. You know? And this is not... This That's is not, like step 1A <laughs> of starting a business, right? Well, I think, like, I think... No one will move right. until the LLC Like, I think you formed. say I have an idea, and then you say I have an LLC. Yeah. But it's almost like, you Yeah, know. it's like me and domains, like <laughs> right. have an idea, buy the domain. Oh, get it. And then... Then the LLC. I, yeah, yeah, I used to be in business with somebody, and I swear they had 50 LLCs. And it was just like, well, I got to go reserve the name. So anyway, you know, we just kind of... What I want to do today is have a brief conversation around what an LLC means, not from obviously a legal standpoint. We'll, we'll hit kind of a high level. I'm not an attorney. I always give that kind of disclaimer. Mm-hmm. Um, but to kind of tell you what an LLC is from an accounting and tax standpoint, because I think people get this wrong a lot, or it's just it's there's misinformation. And I will tell you, it's even confusing to me sometimes with the way – like you get research written and articles written around LLCs, even people that are – savvy don't use the terms right. So today I want to give people a high-level overview of what an LLC can be for tax purposes and what it isn't. Uh, So that's kind of how I want to go about this. So I think the first thing is, like, I didn't know until, I mean, it's been a while, but there's different types of LLCs. So that last, the C stands for corporation, right? Company. Company. Limited okay. liability Marty. company. Yeah. Well, this is why we're doing this. I mean, you're okay. the perfect example. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so that company, there's, right. well, then, I, then I'm already off. Because yeah, so I was I'm, thinking there was like S Corp. <laughs> I'm assuming I'm all you, the alphabet. There's different A Corp, B Corp. No, C Corp. Right. right. <laughs> it's not, yeah, it's not A through Z Corp. Okay. Yeah, so that's why I wanted to have this conversation because I think if you leave with anything today, you have to leave with this idea that an LLC is granted to you by your state. It's a state statute that, that basically says how a business is organized. So you form an LLC under the LLC laws of your state. So does this mean there's like every state's a little bit different? I would think so. Again, not, not an attorney here, but yes. Okay. I would think every state has different ways they handle their LLCs and what how the LLCs are governed. Okay. But there is no LLC in the tax code. And so when you're talking S-Corp and C-Corp and sole proprietorship and partnership, those are all tax concepts, but an LLC can be any of those. So let's give you an example. An LLC, so you go and form Tyler Warner LLC. Okay, mm-hmm. you're the only. And another thing, LLC owners are called members. A lot of people don't know that. You know, you think a, a partner or a shareholder. LLC owners are called members. Okay, but in the LL, in the tax world, there is no LLC tax return. You you might Google LLC tax return. It'll give you a partnership in the search results, but there is no LLC tax return in the tax code. That's what I want to get at. So, Tyler Warner LLC, you form it. You're the only member. Okay, by default you are taxed as a sole proprietorship. So let's 
kind of put that on the table. That doesn't mean you're a sole proprietorship. And when you say tax, meaning like I personally own taxes yeah, at the, the end of the year based on my income. It would be like this. You would be akin to you being a, an Uber driver. An Uber driver who gets paid and has some expenses is, in the tax world, considered a sole proprietor, right? Okay. A single owner business that's unincorporated. Okay. So kind of you can already see the contrast here. You're saying, well, how am I unincorporated? I have an LLC. Yeah. Well, it's because the IRS says a, an LLC, a single-member LLC, is considered a disregarded entity. So the IRS looks at you no differently than Tyler Werner doing business. In fact, that's what they think you are. They disregard Tyler Werner LLC. Even if I don't call it Tyler Werner LLC. I call Whatever, it you, you know, Tyler's Tasty yeah. Tacos. You know, if you want to go alliteration, you <laughs> go right ahead. You get my point. And yeah. That's already confusing to people. It's like, well, hold on a second. Because I, I get this question. People say, I thought I was an LLC. And I say, you are. The state has granted you the ability to, to do business as an LLC has nothing to do with your tax treatment. Mm -hmm. Your tax treatment is fluid to a certain extent, but there are defaults. So if you're a single member and you haven't elected, we're going to get into what these elections you can make, to be anything else, you are a sole proprietorship for tax purposes, yeah. which just means you don't file a separate tax return for that business. It has There's a schedule yeah. on your personal. You, you did this years ago. You yeah. file a separate schedule. So is it safe to say financially, not necessarily legally yeah. in your terms of risk, but like financially there's no difference in, say, I run a landscaping company on the side or, I mean, well, I guess even like freelance, if I'm – you know, if you're doing it Tyler just a, Warner LLC versus just hey, write a give me a check. No difference. No difference from a tax perspective. Right. None. So I because guess, and give, I know you're not a lawyer, right. but I guess the only re I mean, there's there are motivations to yeah. at that level get an LLC if you have to get. I mean, I think probably insurance for any reason. Yeah, or, and I think too everybody. I think everybody kind of understands this concept of separating your business and personal assets. Mm -hmm. So you know, for legal liability, if somebody would sue you, they they would only sue the, again, they would sue the LLC, not you personally. So I think everybody kind of gets. I think most people understand like mm -hmm. legal protection, separate your assets, operate in an LLC or a business entity. Yeah. To protect yourself. Sure. But again, to your point, you're no different. From the tax world, because I want to hammer this point away, the IRS says you're a disregarded entity. Yeah. Okay. So that's already confusing to a lot of people, because I, I literally have heard people say, I thought it was an LLC. I'm like, you are. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Thinking the implication is like, that, what? That, like that conversation comes correct. up like, oh, I thought, what? I yeah. thought I was going to get savings thought, or yeah. taxes? Yeah, or, or, yeah. So the next question that follows every time with... Every time with I started an LLC is, I started an LLC, that means I can write off more, right? Yeah. And the answer is no. <laughs> because yeah. those deductions that would be available... I started an LLC, where's all the loopholes? Right. Well, they're, the write-offs, right? Where's all the write-offs? <laughs> right. Uh, and so what happens is those deductions or write-offs that would be available to you as a, as a without an LLC or a sole proprietor are available mm -hmm. to you as an LLC that's considered a sole proprietorship because it's disregarded, yeah. right? It's no different. Like... Meals, travel, auto expenses, business licenses, supplies, name right. your thing, computers, all those things you're thinking of, home office, they're all available to you. So 
you get this kind of thought, and I get it. I think people think like once you become like a legal entity, like you've legitimized and you mm-hmm. move up this level in the tax hierarchy, but you don't. Um, yeah. But there's legal reasons why you would have it. So I, that's always kind of the question that comes hand in hand um, with the statement I formed an LLC is always on the heels of it is okay. That means I can write off more stuff, right? Right. So, but that's wrong. That's wrong. Okay. You can write off all the same things. All right. Makes so sense. take us to the alphabet. What are the other types of? Uh... All right. <clears throat> Excuse me. So LLC um, that has so an LLC can elect to be treated as an S corporation or a C corporation. So again, are you a corporation? Have you formed incorporation papers with your state? No. You are, you're an LLC by state law, but in the tax world, you can file a tax return as a corporation. Okay. You just There's forms literally you just fill out and say, right. I want to be taxed as an S corporation. Now, are these corporation classifications like a federal classification yes. that they just inherit? Correct. And is that why the states do it, I imagine? Yeah, just so like, the okay. state, yeah, your state tax treatment is always a piggyback, what they call piggyback treatment, meaning okay. if you're an S corporation at the state at the federal level, then the state's going to honor that. Okay. Makes so, sense? Okay, I think so. Yeah. So The state taxing agency, not the state secretary of state, which gave you the LLC. Again, I'm looking at your face, and this is why I'm <laughs> glad we're doing this episode. Because you're like, <laughs> yeah. So just let's let's walk through okay. it. Okay, all right. You you form an LLC and right. you say, look, my tax guy talked to me and he said, based on the business I'm going to be in, thinking about ahead, it probably makes more sense to be an S corporation, which is what your business is right now. Right. Your LLC. Yeah. You pay yourself a salary. There's all kind of things that come with it. He says, you know what, Tyler, you should be a, you should be an S corp. Mm-hmm. Let's file the paperwork to elect S corp treatment. All that means is now your LLC is not a sole proprietorship in the tax world. It files its own separate S corporation tax return. But it's not a it doesn't mean that the Louisiana Secretary of State now says you're a corporation. You're still an LLC. It's just a tax treatment. Gotcha. Following? Enough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Enough for good questions. <laughs> so you go along, you file corporate tax returns, S corporation yeah. tax returns. Yeah. I mean, I know enough to know now the difference because I was told the benefit. I mean, but yeah. I think most cases this is going to be, you know, uh, an accountant pointing out and saying, hey, okay, your your revenue's gotten to a certain point where it makes more sense. And because there's specific, at least in my experience with S-Corps, there's some specific tax savings. Right when terming how you set up your own... Particularly the payroll tax. You're right. Yeah, so real quick, we'll get into that just a a bit. So if you're a sole proprietor, again, refresher, an LLC owned by one member is disregarded in the tax world, so it defaults to a sole proprietorship. Sole proprietorship, very simply, you pay taxes on the net income of the business, income tax, but you also pay self-employment tax. It's kind of... it's. It's akin to a payroll tax. Mm -hmm. So when you form an S corporation, you get out of the payroll tax. That's essentially the game, and you have to pay yourself a salary, and you only pay payroll tax on that salary you claim. So there's some tax savings in there, and I'm not going to get all into the nuances of that, but I think everybody Mm -hmm. who's even looked at that, that's kind of the – that's the decision you're making. When does it make sense to form an S corporation, pay myself a salary, have to then do payroll and payroll tax returns, and file a separate tax return? Because, again – as a sole proprietorship, it's just one form on your personal tax return. It's not a separate tax return. So when does that make sense to go through that administrative cost and keep a set of books and all that? Yeah. S-Corp. All right. Okay. 
An LLC also can be a C-Corp. So real quick, S-Corp and C-Corp. C-Corp, always the way I describe it is think of your, your Disney or your Exxon, right? Uh, a C-Corp pays tax on the money it earns, the net income of the business, and then when they pay you a dividend, you pay tax on it too. And you'll hear this term in the C-Corp world, double taxation. That's what they're talking about. The company pays a corporate-level tax on, the, on its net profits. And then if it distributes the profits to you, it doesn't get to deduct the dividend they pay you. Then you pay tax on the dividend you receive. Make sense? Yeah. So those are really kind of from a gone era. A lot of people were C-Corps years ago before S-Corps got really popular. Um it was kind of the thing where you just you formed a you you went and got incorporated. You, you you notice too you don't see a lot of people with ink in their name much okay. anymore. That's why I mean it's you would you would go and you wouldn't form an LLC forty years ago. You'd form a corporation. You'd be you know Tyler's Tasty Tacos Inc. Yeah, right. Okay, and you would be a C corp, and you'd file a tax return and you would pay the tax on the money that the business made the profits. And then if they paid you a distribution, you'd pay tax on the dividend. So it differs from the S-Corp, where the S-Corp, there's no second-level tax on the distributions to you, okay. which you can already kind of think, well, it makes a lot of sense why you... There's some reasons to be a C-Corp still, outside of the scope of probably this talk, but I think you get the point why most people are an S-Corp then. It's like, well, I can get out of that second layer of tax. Yeah. So with tax reform that so came So really, in- C-Corps are, are mostly like going to be either heavily vested companies yeah. or where they're giving out dividends or publicly traded. Yeah, or, or people that want to go public. Okay. So think about all your all your company all your SaaS companies and all the software we buy mm-hmm. that are all raising VC money yeah. and trying, you know, those are all C corps. Guarantee you. Because they're less restrictive on the number of, of shareholders they can have. Um, it's just that's the structure you're going to use if you want to raise money yeah. and go public. So if you're if you're kind of making the difference between okay I've got a handful of members here right and I guess that could be another thing is there's partnerships yeah we're gonna talk about that in a second okay so then you got <laughs> but if you're like okay there's gonna be a handful of us doing this we could decide if if we want to do a partnership or an S corp depending can. on how we want to structure the profit payout Correct. maybe yep and you can do it retroactively too. For Unbelievable. How, how amazing <laughs> and innovative. I know. Um, <laughs> and then, um, okay, but then a C-Corp would be like, if you're like, all right, we're going to have, I mean, we're, we're raising money. This is going to have. Right. Like maybe you know, you're thinking like from the start, like maybe you're somebody that's already ha- started a business and exited. Like you kind of get this game. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, I'm going to form, a, I'm a form a, an entity. We're going to be a C-Corp and we're going to go out and raise money. We're not limited on number of shareholders for, in, for, so that we can ultimately raise more money and go public or just yeah. or sell the thing. So there's like I'm, – I'm taking there's a limit on like members of S-Corp, you can only have – so again, S-Corp, you can only have 100 shareholders. Okay. So because you're a tax S-Corp, they would say your members are shareholders. Okay. But members and shareholders in that context kind of one and the same. Okay. All right. All right. Partnership. You brought it up. I'll, right. I'll get into it. Okay, so let's go back a little bit. Remember, LLC with one member, default treatment is, what is it? Um, Disregarded tax entity. Boom. Sole proprietorship. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Okay, so so now you we're getting the hammering away that concept of a default tax treatment. A partnership, so an LLC with multiple members is by default a tax partnership. Okay. Okay, so that's what changes when you when you and I form an LLC together. If we don't do anything else, we're filing a partnership tax return. Now, we could elect to be an S-Corp or a C-Corp. We couldn't be a sole proprietorship. 
Why? Because we have more than one member. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you got this. Yeah. (laughs) You're looking at me so confidently. Uh, yeah. All right, don't don't press. <laughs> don't yeah, push it here. You gotta stay uh, stay after for the Q and A. Yeah, it's the best part of the show. Um, so yeah, tax partnership. All right, so it's just like it sounds. I mean, lots lots of people right now have LLCs. You think about it this way: most people that have LLCs that have multiple members, if they don't elect us, obviously they're a partnership. But you you see some people with. They operate their business in an S corp to save payroll taxes, but maybe they own the real estate in an LLC. That's a partnership, and there's reason, there's tax reasons to, for each of those decisions. That's a common structure you'll see. Um, but yeah, just the default tax treatment of a LLC with multiple members is a tax partnership, and it kind of works like a sole proprietorship in that the owners are going to pay. Generally speaking, if they operate the business and work in the business and are not just like a passive investor, they're going to pay self-employment tax on their net earnings from that business. Okay. So remember we said a sole proprietorship is going to pay self-employment tax or the payroll tax on everything, the net profit, whereas an S-corp wouldn't. A partnership is going to be like that. It's just like a sole proprietorship in that way. Okay. So that's another reason why you might say, ooh, you know, we, we maybe want to not be a partnership, want to be an S-corp or partnerships are more flexible they allow yeah, you yeah and then there's some kind of like i don't want to call it a glitch but like a little Technical issue comment. an issue with like if which this is common like where like partners of a business one of them is actually going to get a salary of the business if he's like an owner operator right um and that kind of that in the past has like muddied the waters you're talking about in a partnership yeah like can't like you not be you can't take a salary as a partner. That's right. Yeah. So you cannot take like a, you know, and salary is somewhat of a loose term, but but like a technical W-2 wage with taxes with hell and all, like no. Yeah. As a partner in a partnership, which is what you are as an LLC member in a multi-member LLC. Yeah. Yes, that's the, that's Meaning true. You can't get the best, like the S corp benefits, right? Where you're no longer taxed, or you're just taxed on your salary, plus your share of the profits. But you don't pay the payroll tax on the share of the profits. That's exactly. the big difference. But that's if right. you're in a pro, if you're in a partnership, you 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 would you would. Yep, you got it. So yeah, that's I mean, but then then you know we could get into a little bit. So then a partnership allows you to do certain things that an S corp won't. So S corp's going to be rigid. If you own 50% of the business and you take a fit distribution of the profits, well, the other owners have to get their proportionate share. You can't say, oh, th- you know, this month I'm going to get a distribution, you won't, and vice versa. Like, you got to keep distributions in line with the ownership. Whereas a partnership, you can, you can skew things. You can say, you know what, I put up the money, I want to get paid back first. Or I, wanna, I want these deductions to get allocated to me. It's just very flexible in a partnership. Also, the way you take losses and stuff like that. So, um, I think maybe in another episode we could talk about that a little bit. But yeah. But I think the the bottom line is for people just to understand that, like, again, you I don't think you've heard heard me say one time LLC tax return. Yeah. There's not. There's so, no form at the top that says LLC. So for those who aren't as savvy as I am and uh, <laughs> right. may not have been just like yeah, you know just, staying on board right. as, and, and quick as I've been. Um, the bottom line seems like, okay, how bad could you screw this up? You mentioned earlier, like things can be done retroactively, you know? So like, if you're thinking like, like, what's the danger of worst case scenario, worst case scenario, you form an LLC, um, you own it on your own just by yourself 
and you don't elect to be an S-Corp, and maybe you should have, and you could have cost yourself some tax savings. I mean, but honestly, I mean, that's... Or or you are a multi-member LLC, so by default you're a tax partnership, and you never file a tax return. I've seen that one before. People form an LLC, and they just... I've heard them say stuff like, well, I'll just pick up my share of the income on my personal tax return. Okay, you can do that, but there's a partnership tax return. Again, kind of that compliance arena mm-hmm. that doesn't make a lot of maybe doesn't make a lot of sense to you but if you form an llc and it's multi-member the irs is looking for a partnership tax return yeah and, and as i know when the irs looks for something yeah. they decide <laughs> right. how much you owe and then they charge yeah. you interest on it right even if you've never been aware of that's it. right so yeah so yeah that would that worst case scenario to answer your question could be two three four years of unfiled partnership tax returns and those things are expensive like there's like 200 bucks per month per partner late fee wow. it gets yeah fast yeah so you know that's kind of the worst case but i think if if you've got if you've taken the step of like we started the conversation all right you know i got this idea i formed my llc which almost mm-hmm. they go hand in hand just talk to somebody have a quick conversation like yeah um and they may not be able to give you like they being a cpa may not be able to give you the exact path you should take, not knowing what you're going to make or does this business really look fruitful. Yeah. But again, you have some flexibility because you could operate as a sole proprietorship for two or three years yeah. and then be like, okay, it makes sense to elect to be an S-Corp now. Yeah. That, that's available to you. And is that something that you – I mean, I know you are, you're obviously a big advocate of talking to your CPA throughout the year. Yeah. But I would imagine – I mean, your taxes are owed most of the time quarterly. Right. Is that about the runway? I know that's probably zoomed in a little too much right. maybe from most – planning like this of what your entity is going to be but i'm i'd imagine if you're if your business is growing and you grow out of maybe that sole proprietorship and you want to do explore s corp or maybe even a c corp yep you can do that mid-year right you can yeah you can uh s corps you can go retroactive there's basically i forget what it was it seemed like 10 years ago the irs came out with a a ruling that said you could retroactively as long as you as long as you didn't do anything in your business dealings that would bar you from being in S Corp, like you you guys were taking unequal distributions or you were doing things that weren't allowed in the S Corp world, as long as you didn't do that, you could retroactively say, look, I know we're in November. What are we? We're in September right now. But as of the first day of the year, I wanted to be in S Corp. So just backdate my S Corp election to then and we'll act like we were that from the first day of the year. Gotcha. Or you could do it. I've got another client. Right now, we're doing an S-Corp election mid-year, July 1, because there were some issues with their their business in terms of the amount of equity they had. They had a deficit in equity. And um, long story short, it didn't make sense to do it in the first six months. It would have been a taxable event. They would have incurred some taxes. So we said, let's just do an S-Corp election July 1. You have a you have a sole proprietorship for six months. You have an S-Corp from July 1 forward. So there's definitely flexibility with that, which is you don't hear that often yeah. in the tax code. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, but, yeah, you can you can definitely yeah, see how it, it goes. it sounds like it makes a difference, too. Absolutely. If, uh, so, yeah, make and, sure to bring that up. Yeah, and the, and, the, and the sole proprietorship has gotten a lot more desirable, quite honestly. Used to be, used to be you'd be like, anybody making any decent money, like let's just say netting, I don't know, 75, 60, 75, 80 grand. You started to have that S-Corp conversation. Now, because of the way the tax rules are, are, are written and, and what's called the QBI deduction, some stuff that came into play with the, when Trump's tax cuts came into effect at the beginning of 2018, sole proprietorship has a lot of benefits, and, and the taxes on them 
are are, are um, competitive. So you might stay a sole proprietorship. It's easier. You don't have to file a separate tax return. It's a lot of things that, that are attractive about it now. So yeah. again, just have the, the point of that is have that conversation. Yeah. Good deal. Well, let's wrap it up there. Um, and speaking of conversations, if you want to have that conversation with Marcus from the Mirror Group, um, he can obviously get into the nitty gritty on, on which entity is right for you. Um, and, and all those details, you can reach out at mirror.group, M-I-R-E.group, and schedule uh, some time on his calendar there, as well as check all the other previous episodes. That's so. it. See you next time. Bye, guys.